Welcome back to episode 64 of the FPL Draft Club podcast. In this episode, we're looking ahead to game week 23. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Hub podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems and some trade valuations ahead of game week 23. It was another game week in which the best played plans of mice and men went awry as Burnley continued their industrial strike action. Arsenal bottled the North London derby to save Spurs having to do it. And so the only teams that actually ended up doubling in the end were Brighton, Chelsea Brentford and Man United. It was a tough reintroduction to the Premier League for Kieran Trippier as Watford pulled back an important goal late on against Newcastle while Coutinho had a much more memorable return coming off the bench to inspire Aston Villa to come back from two goals down to salvage a point. Clean sheets were at a premium again. There were a number of uh, unfamiliar goal scorers again and managers who went high on Bruno back in the summer saw him get his first double digit game week call since game week one. The main standout performer was hat-trick hero Jack Harrison and it would be remiss of me not to mention him in this pod as many will be eyeing him up uh, ahead of Leeds match against Newcastle this week. Sadly, as I'm sure will be the case for much of the remainder of the season, we will have to do some double game week speculation chat. Also, it's now definitely worth addressing the looming issue that will see Chelsea away from the Premier League for the Club World Cup games in game weeks 24 and 25 and what to do with their assets during that time. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include the aforementioned Jack Harrison, Luca Dina and Bernardo Silva. So let's get into it. Let's start off with the double game week chat and also a general look at the fixture barometer. So potential doubles this week revolve around the teams that are no longer involved in the FA Cup and could therefore play a Premier League fixture next weekend where most teams are playing their fourth round cup ties. So, the most likely team are Aston Villa, who play Everton and then could get a rearranged fixture against either Burnley or Leeds. The other team that could get a double will be the team that ends up playing Aston Villa in that rearranged fixture. So, only two teams are likely to double, Aston Villa and whoever they play in that rearranged game. So, the two teams are Burnley and Leeds. So, if it was Leeds, they would get a double of Newcastle at home and Aston Villa at home, which is pretty nice. And if it's Burnley, they would have Arsenal at home and then go away to Aston Villa. Not as attractive. And also Burnley's fixture against Arsenal has to be considered doubtful, considering the circumstances that saw the North London derby postponed. Um, And those circumstances probably won't have drastically changed by the time the weekend comes. My take home from this is that Aston Villa are the most attractive team to target this week. Definitely worthwhile looking at Leeds attackers or defenders uh, if you're keen. Uh, Even if they don't end up getting a double, you'll have them for a single home game against Newcastle, which isn't a bad fixture to fall back on. Burnley are an odd team to judge at the moment. For this week, it's a risky chance at double and you might not be particularly keen on the fixtures anyway. But um, we can no longer rely on their defenders to pick up clean sheets as we have done the past few years. And in attack, you know, there are probably deadlier front lines in League One. The only thing that does make them interesting is the amount of games that have been postponed. So, you know, if you do get a player in thinking slightly longer term, he's got a hell of a lot more minutes to play through than some of the other teams. So ignoring the doubles, let's have a look at which teams have some favourable fixtures over the next four weeks or so. So Arsenal have got Burnley, Wolves, 
they blank in game week 25 and then have Brentford. Liverpool have Palace, Leicester, Burnley and Norwich, which is nice. City have Southampton, Brentford, Norwich and Spurs, which is very nice. United have Brentford, West Ham, Burnley and Southampton. And Watford, if you're looking at scraping the barrel a little bit more, are at home to Norwich on Friday and then have West Ham, Brighton and Villa. Some of the teams with less favourable runs are Brentford, who have United, Wolves, Man City and Palace. Burnley have Arsenal, United, Liverpool and Brighton in their next four. And Southampton have Manchester City, Spurs, Man United and Everton. So as I mentioned at the top, now is probably the time to discuss Chelsea and their absence coming up in game weeks 24 and 25 when they're away playing the Club World Cup fixtures. That's assuming they make it to the final of that. I'm not going to comment too much on the relative difficulty or ease of their game week 23 fixture against Spurs, but many may be looking to move their Chelsea players out during this waiver window. As well as those game weeks, they will also miss their game week 27 fixture, uh, unless another game is moved to the midweek following their Carabao Cup final. Now, naturally, if you're in a very small league where players can easily be dropped and then picked up again, this will be less of a concern. But if you're currently sat top three in a league with eight or more teams in, you well know there are plenty of bottom feeders ready to hoover up any scraps thrown out into the waiver pile. For me, the players I would hang on to are Mason Mount, uh, Mendy in goal, Lukaku, and then Rudiger and Silva at the back. And if I had both of them, I would keep Rudiger um, over T Silva. Everyone else I would consider expendable and not good enough to hold for that length of time. And this could help you to maybe relinquish your grip on some players that you could have been overvaluing for quite some time. On to the main picks, and let's start with Aston Villa following that uh, discussion about their potential double game week, looking at their defence first. So Mings and Cash from the regulars are probably the safest bets. Luca Dean as well will be pretty safe to come in. Uh, obviously a new addition that I haven't specifically touched on yet, and his move went through last week just after uh, I had recorded the pod. He's been a solid option over the past few years and Villa will be hoping they've bought the old uh, Dean rather than the current one. I'm not convinced we'll see a massive resurgence in his form. There could be a short-term bounce, but I don't think there will be much that makes him stand out above cash on the opposite side. That fourth spot uh, is slightly trickier. Um, usually that would be Konza, but he came off with an injury against Man United, came off at half-time. So the danger would be now that... Um, Horst comes in to play the next game away at Everton and then Konza's fit enough to come in for the rearranged fixture the week after, meaning that you wouldn't get either of them for a double. So if you are particularly keen on getting them for two fixtures, better to avoid those guys over the other ones. In midfield, Coutinho is definitely the standout and he will start every Premier League game from now, barring injury and is head and shoulders above any of their other mids, figuratively of course, but most active leagues have seen him taken last week. Alternatively is Ramsey, seemingly pretty nailed to start every game under uh, Steven Gerrard, in good form with a couple of goals and an assist in his last four games. And you'd probably fancy him to come away with something over the course of a double game week. Next, I wanted to discuss the Wolves defence because they've just been chugging along quietly in the background and they've certainly gone underneath my radar for a while. Uh, now, it's difficult to compare team stats this season due to the disparity in total matches played. But as it stands, after Manchester City, Wolves have the best defensive record in the Premier League, having conceded just 15 goals. 
notching up eight clean sheets in the process. So Kilman, Cody, Semedo and Sice when he's not at the Cup of Nations are your more reliable options. Uh, and Jose Sai in goal, of course, uh, currently leads the way in goalkeeper points table with 95 for the season so far. I think the main thing to be aware of here is that in a week where you're looking at the defenders in the waiver pile and none are really screaming out at you and the fixtures aren't brilliant, uh, Wolves could represent the best fixture-proof guys to pick up, um, given just how stingy they've been at the back. And then let's talk about Harrison, then possibly one of the biggest draft day letdowns after an impressive first season in the Premier League last year, which saw him get eight goals and 10 assists. He's currently sat on 58 points for the season and has accumulated half of those 29 points in the last two matches. But up to game week 21, all he had was an assist in game week 12. And he's now found the back of the net four times against Burnley and then West Ham. He's in form, uh, has a plum fixture at home to Newcastle this week, plus the chance of a double. There are far worse options that you can probably get, especially as a one-week punt. Uh, His ownership is moderately low, and I suspect if you're in a relatively switched-on league, he'll be rightly sat waiting in the waiver pile should you want to pick him up. On to the hidden gems then. So these are all guys with less than 10% ownership in your average 10-team draft league. Uh, there's uh, Taylor for Burnley if you really want to Ramsey for Villa we've just discussed already his ownership is in hidden gem uh, territory Uh, next is Lise for Crystal Palace what a player he is just makes me wonder which boozer the Spurs scouts were sat in when he was tearing up for Reading last season his introduction to the Premier League has been very carefully managed up to now with a slow drip feed of minutes, but I think he's becoming too good to ignore. And somewhere amongst this Crystal Palace squad, there's a really exciting starting eleven shaping up. His cameo off the bench in the West Ham game in Game Week 21 was superb, and I expect him to add to his goal contributions over the coming weeks. Maybe a week early to get him with their game against Liverpool, but he'll be sought after next week ahead of their fixture against Norwich. So if you really want him, you might have to get him now. Next is Matthias Klisch for Leeds. Now, he was one of my regular go-to guys last year and served me well on numerous occasions, but as with Leeds in general, has not looked anywhere near that form this year. With options limited, he's pretty nailed to start at the moment and chance of a double game week. One of my favourite bullshit phrases, he's definitely due a goal, another one to consider. If you're in need of a new striker, then... I'm going to reluctantly mention Jay Rodriguez for Burnley. Obviously, Wood has gone, Barnes is injured, and Cornette's currently unavailable. So the goal-scoring options are very limited for Burnley at the moment, and if they're going to continue with a 4-4-2, I think we'll see J-Rod with Lennon up top. I'm not really going to try and sell him uh, more. It's more just to let you know he's there if you've really fallen off your rocker this week. My most hidden gem pick this week is Ryan Fraser against Leeds. Um, I think he's due a big game under Eddie Howe and Leeds should be pretty decent opposition for him to get some time and space to do what he does best. In terms of trading, I would explore how much it would cost you to get hold of Coutinho this week as some owners will have picked him up because it was a sensible move rather than actually raising him, although you might find it a lot more difficult now that he's kicked off things with a big score. Maxwell Cornett is another one to ask about, likely to miss the next two or three, but they're tough fixtures anyway. Beyond that, the games level out and they have those five fixtures to be rearranged, so you could get a lot of value out of him. 
The one player I've highlighted to sell high this week is Bernardo Silva. Seems to have massively dropped off a cliff since KDB has been back in the team. Um, and since KDB has been back, uh, properly starting since game week 17, he's got just the one assist or KDB has bagged four goals and one assist. I still obviously rate him as a player, but I think with KDB back in the team, uh, it's pretty clear his output is not going to be what it was in the middle of the season. So that's it for this episode. A reminder, the waiver deadline is on Thursday again, ahead of the Friday night game, which is Watford and Norwich in a massive game at the bottom of the table. Keep an eye out for news over the coming days of any rearranged fixtures because you want to take that into account before you get them all penciled in. Head over to fbldrafthub.com if you haven't already to get a whole host of personalised stats for your team in league that you can't find anywhere else. Taron has been working really hard recently to get the live scoring up and running so you can now see in real time how your team is shaping up including live bonus points and auto subs. This is the only place you can get live scoring data for FPL Draft and as with everything on the site it's 100% free. If you enjoyed the pod, make sure you're subscribed on whichever platform you usually use so you don't miss any future releases. And if you've already done that, why not leave a review so that more people have a chance of finding us. Best of luck ahead of what I'm sure will be another game week riddled with fixture controversy. And as always, stay shook. (laughs)